All right, so I'm going into tonight. I'm thinking, no way. It, it, it literally, it cannot. It's not possible. It can't happen again. But now, over a week, with either an injury or random massive foul trouble for myself in the preseason, stuff we should not be dealing with, right? Not be that's not. We'll get to it, but no way. It, not possible. It can't happen again. Only two games today, right? I'm thinking, all right, we're going in. No way are we getting an injury or foul trouble. It's literally not going to happen. Mm-mm. It's not two games. Two, only two games. And you think I'm going to get... And you think I'm going to keep my streak going of getting someone injured or in massive foul trouble on two games? What are the odds of that? No. No way, Jose. No, no, no. You thought the streak would end, huh? Once again, you thought wrong. So in the large field tournament, Steven Adams is only like 50% owned. He is absolutely breaking the slate, right? He's got almost 20 fantasy points in a quarter and a half. Injured to bail out the faders. I mean, do you, do you guys think I like doing this? Do you think I like tilting injuries and random foul trouble every night? No, I just want one slate. It's two games and I get an injury. Two games. I'm, I'm literally convinced I'm cursed. I'm convinced. That is now 10 injuries for me in five days. And again, I build one lineup, 10 injuries in five days. Have you ever heard anything like that before? So you might think, all right, DK, you are just so incredibly unlucky with the injury, but no way. If you couldn't have had any more bad luck tonight, right? Once. Again, wrong. So I said, it's the preseason. We should not be having to deal with random foul trouble because most teams, guys are not playing the full game, right? It just it should not happen. Should not happen. Should not happen. Low-owned Bojan. Let's just go over my lineup. Low-owned Bojan Bogdanovic. Fourth foul early in the third. Loses huge minutes. Shoots one of seven. I hate playing this guy. I tried to swap him to base the last second. Didn't get it. I hate playing scoring-dependent players. I hate playing Bojan. It literally, it literally makes... Ugh, like got chills down my spine when I clicked Bojan. I, I, I hate playing guys like that in DFS. Of course, random foul trouble for Bojan. 
So you think. Got the injury to Adams. Got Bojan foul trouble. No possible way to. Right? No way there's anything else, right? No. Once again, wrong. Cade Cunningham, four fouls in the first half. Loses huge minutes. And you think that's it, huh? You think two players getting massive foul trouble and one injury was all that I had? What? <laughs> Once again, you are wrong. Jaden Ivy, four fouls also in the first half. In the first half. How about his fifth right away in the third? You betcha. Both the Pistons guards. Massive foul trouble. Lose absolutely enormous minutes due to random massive foul trouble. Uh, this is a two-game slate, and I had an injury and three guys in massive foul trouble to miss out on the cash by a few. One slate. I, I thought it was going to be tonight. I thought, I thought one slate without massive foul trouble and injury was going to be tonight for me. Now we got nine games. I can almost guarantee you I'm going to have like three injuries, a couple guys in massive foul trouble, maybe an ejection. I had, you know, I had, I had, there's been one ejection, ejection so far in the preseason. One. I had him in my lineup, Andre Drummond. When I pivoted off Booch because I was worried, the first one of the first preseason slates, we had the quote from Billy Donovan that, oh, he's going to check in with the starters to see if they're going to want to play the second half. I pivot off Booch to Drummond. Booch goes for a 50 bomb. Drummond gets ejected. So how about maybe, maybe add an ejection in there? A few injuries, a couple guys losing huge minutes because of massive foul trouble, and an ejection. That's probably what's going to happen. This is the last preseason slate. There's almost no chance I'm avoiding that. So that is the recap of tonight. Also, did go two for two, though, on prize picks. That was a nice bounce back. Ja over, Bane over. We got the dress rehearsal. They said dress rehearsal again. Two and a half quarters. That, uh, what, what is this? The Miami Heat? This is, that's not a dress rehearsal. Two and a half. A dress rehearsal is the full game. The Grizzly starters don't come back. Why would you say dress rehearsal? <laughs> that is literally not a dress rehearsal, but okay. All right, guys. Um, so, yeah, if you guys are looking for that premium content, you can check my Patreon link down below. Still had a lot of people cash with all that bad luck, which is amazing. And then prize picks, and they are the sponsor. Make sure to use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. The NBA board is up for Tuesday's regular season slate. I'll have a video for that up on YouTube, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, but all right, let's now talk about this nine-game slate. So we team by team. Cleveland, we know Garland, Mitchell, Allen, Love all out. Mobley and Levert are going to play. Now we'll see how long they are going to play. Starters got decent minutes last game. We saw some of these starters playing in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, if I knew that Levert and Mobley were going to play fourth quarter minutes, I would say they're going to be two of my favorite plays on the slate in the mid-range, but I'm just not convinced of that. So Karis Levert, again, with both... Uh, Mitchell and Garland out. He should lead the show offensively. And then Mobley, assuming no limitations, should also have really good games. So I liked the two guys in the mid-range, just a little bit worried about their minutes. 
the rest of Cleveland. We're just going to see what they do. I'll mention, so, Musa Diakate has played really well. He was actually uh, one of the first bigs on the bench last game. Um, don't know if you can play him in anything else other than a large field tournament, but he was, like, really solid in his minutes. The bench, or like these other guys, I think Shetty Osman would probably be my favorite. The Flatman price, and we'll see how they do the starting lineup. But he's a relatively solid point per minute guy. You have Dusty Lopez. I don't know how much minutes he gets. Probably Raul Neto starts at the point guard, but I don't know how many. Again, I don't know how much he's going to play. They also have RJ Nemhard that could use. So mainly, you know, Mobley, Levert, um, and probably a little bit of interest there in Shetty. Moving on to Orlando. So starters did come back in the fourth quarter last game. Uh, again, we got no news that. If we're going to get some of minutes again, then I think some of these main Magic guys do look good. Franz Banchero, Wanakara Jr., Cole Anthony, all look pretty good to me. I think my favorite probably being Wanakara Jr. at 6.8K. Almost had a triple-double last game. 18.7 boards, 8 assists in 31 minutes. Again, he does get a pretty big boost when he does play the 5. Well, Anthony, we know he has a low floor, but a high ceiling if he knocked down his shots. And then Paolo and Franz Wagner were both solid last game. I think I would slightly prefer Paolo to Wagner, but Wagner also had a really good game as well. I think he almost had a triple-double. Yeah, 14 points, 10 boards, 7 assists. So um, the main Magic guys I think look pretty decent here. Off the bench, uh, RJ Hampton at 5-3, okay GP play. But with the minutes uh, difference between him and Cole Anthony last game, I think I'd rather take a shot at Cole Anthony, assuming we had same similar minutes as last game. And then Mo Bamba, only 4-5. Um, he should probably get, you know, high teens Mets off the bench. I think he's someone you can, can, can consider in a GPP setting. Houston and Indiana. So, Houston, we have, really haven't seen the starters play into the fourth quarter yet. I think they could in this game. Um, Jabari Smith not going to play in this game. Uh, they finally raised the price in Tar East, and it's been like the min price for the last three four slates. He's now priced accordingly at 7-2. That's where he should be priced. Uh, but, yeah, offense, it's really going to be the top four guys. KPJ, Eason, Green, and Sangoon. Um, if you played Sengun last late, you got incredibly unlucky. He got in massive foul trouble. Five fouls in 17 minutes. Um, that is one of his downsides of his game. Uh, he's not great in defense, and he does get in foul trouble a lot. Um, so if Sengun can stay out of foul trouble, I like him quite a bit there, 5-9. Uh, the two guards in Green and Porter both look good. Porter, a little bit of a higher floor. He'll, he'll do more of the ball handling, or Jalen Green, a little bit more scoring dependent, but also has a pretty high ceiling. And then Tari Eason has been phenomenal. He should start here with no Jabari Smith and most likely no Jay Sean Tate. Really, the main four guys I'm looking to. Off the bench, uh, there's no real clear backup. I mean, they're using a little bit of Bruno Fernando, a little bit of Dusty Derek Favors. They also have now Willie Cauley Stein. I don't know if I want to mess with the backup bigs. Garrison Matthews to get solid run last game, but I think I'd rather take a shot on Josh Christopher, who um, will play kind of that backup guard role. He'll be productive when he's in the court. So Christopher probably being my preferred option if I'm going to take a shot on one of those guys. Moving on to the Pacers. So Halliburton did not play last game. We'll see if he's going to be available for this game. Um, with Halliburton missing last game, you did see TJ McConnell start. If Halliburton's out again, McConnell will be a solid value. You also did see Miles Turner play into the second half. Um, if we get the, if, if we know for sure he's going to play in the second half again, I think he's a pretty good play there in the mid-range. Guys like Duarte and Buddy Heald are fine. Benedict Mathurin played, I think, 30 minutes last game. Yeah, he did play 30 minutes. He had 27 real-life points. He shot well. The price went way, way up on him, though, to 6.4. Um, Nemhard also played a lot and had a really good game, mostly in garbage time. Um, Jalen Smith, they don't have him as questionable, but I'm pretty sure he got banged up last game, so keep an eye on that one. Um, that power forward spot could be open in the starting lineup if he's not available. Uh, and then I always mention, you know, a guy like, where's Isaiah Jackson? Uh, Isaiah Jackson's the flat man price. He plays the backup five. He'll be super productive when he is on the court. Boston and Toronto. So Boston, they sat Tatum, Smart, and Horford last game. Basically, a lot of their vets. 
Um, they did play Jalen Brown. For some reason, they played Brown in the second half. I, that didn't make a lot of sense. I'm assuming these these guys will play. We don't have any sort of news on uh, minutes. Uh, last couple games, the starters did play. They played like into the third quarter. So, you know, the top end guys, Tatum and Brown are both fine. Mid-range, I think Brogdon will probably be my per- preferred option. Uh, I mean, Horford, but again, he's a vet. I don't know like how much exactly he's going to play in this game. If we know it's like, going to be a dress rehearsal, then I do like some Al Horford at 5'7", who will be playing the five. So Brogdon and Horford, I think, are fine options in the mid-range. Other value options, Noah Vonla's been in that backup five run. Um, he's okay. I think I'd rather take a shot in Pritchard, though, 5'2". But yeah, that's kind of it for Boston. Moving on to Toronto. So Toronto, starters have been getting you know minutes into the third quarter. Main guy I'm looking to is Siakam. The rest kind of just there. Van Fleet, Barnes, Trent, and OG. If I had to pick one, it probably would be Van Fleet there at 7K. I mean, OG is relatively cheap. I guess he's an okay value play. Probably not going to kill you. Probably won't win you a GBP, though. Off the bench, Boucher, probably not going to play. So a couple guys I'll mention, Achua, Banton, both solid punt per minute guys. 4-6 for Banton, 4-4 for Achua. I think those two are your viable punt plays. Washington and New York. So again, Porzingis got banged up last game. You better believe he was in my lineup, leaving the game before halftime to bail out the faders. Um, but he's questionable. Denny Avia is questionable. So we'll keep an eye on that. They're both out. Brad Beal should lead the way offensively. I think it'd be a good play at the top. We'll keep an eye on news though. So yeah, would like Beal, Kuzma, Barton, Morris would all be fine. Um, Morris does feel a bit too cheap. He had a really bad game last game, shot 0 of 8, but he is only again 4.5K. And there's no Porzingis, uh, sign me up for some Daniel Gafford, uh, but knowing my luck, he'll get in massive foul trouble. And that's the thing with Gafford. He actually is always in foul trouble. So I just, I don't know. I kind of hope Porzingis plays because if he doesn't, I'm going to play Gafford and then Gafford's getting in massive foul trouble. And then you're going to see me tilt on Twitter and you don't want to see that. So it's just like, I don't know, right? Gafford will look great if he can stay out of foul trouble if Porzingis doesn't play. And then Vernon Carey also in concussion protocol. So I'll mention this. If there's no Porzingis and Gafford gets in foul trouble, this this play is going to make you puke. I'm telling you. So get your get a bag ready. Get ready. All right. Aj Gibson could be a play at the flat min price. Now I know. I talk about dust. He is literally the king of dust. Aj Gibson. But they don't really have any other bigs in the roster. Porzingis and Vernon Carrier both out. I don't really think you get Rui at the five or Anthony Gill at the five. You could get a game where, where Taj Gibson has to play some minutes. So I just thought I'd mention that as a sneaky play um, with Gafford always, always being in foul trouble. All right, the Knicks. So Tom Thibodeau, has he gone soft on us? What's the deal here, man? Literally... Only one preseason game last year, the starters played under 30 minutes. Well, they have yet to play the fourth quarter this preseason. That's not the tip Tom Thibodeau we know and love. Maybe with this being the last preseason game of the season, we do see a regular rotation here for the Knicks. I think you probably do, but again, nothing set in stone yet. So Randall, Barrett, Brunson, really the top end guys. Um, they all look pretty similar. They all look, again, they're, they're pretty similar in price too. So not a lot of strong leans there for me. I think just the main three guys look pretty good for me. Quickly feels a little bit pricey coming off the bench, as does Obi Toppin. Mitchell Robinson, I'll always mention, he's either going to kill you or he's going to win you a lot of money. Almost no in between there. Um, Fournier is really cheap. I hate playing this guy. You know, I hate playing Bojan Bogdanovich. I hate having to play Evan Fournier. I really don't want to, but he's 4.3K. Yeah, he's playable. 
Brooklyn and Minnesota. So the net starters did play a good amount last game. We saw like 31 minutes for Durant, like around 30 or so, I think it was for Kyrie and Ben Simmons. Um, we'll keep an eye on news. So the Brooklyn, Ben, one of the few teams that is giving us news. Thank you, Brooklyn. Seriously. Like, why is it so hard? Some of these teams to just tell just tell us what they're doing. Why is it? It's a preseason game. I don't understand why most of these teams were just guessing on, right? Just no news. But yeah, Brooklyn is one of the teams. We get news. Uh, we have gotten news every single game before lock on what they're going to do minutes-wise for the big three. So feel pretty good about targeting these guys, assuming they're going to play. If we get confirmation they're going to play 30 minutes, then you can fire them up with confidence. So KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, um, my favorite probably being KD. Um, ben Simmons, though, 7 eight. he did have a pretty solid game last game. He had seven points, 10 assists, eight boards, two seals. That is literally a Ben Simmons stat line right there. Almost a triple-double. Um, so the big three looks good. Claxton had a massive game last game. I think he makes for a solid play, but I would say last game was a bit of an outlier, but still viable. You did see some back and run for Dayron Sharp. Sometimes they've gone to Markeith Morris, though, so I don't necessarily trust him to get back a five run. I don't really know if I'm going to consider anyone else, though, on Brooklyn, unless they rest guys. If they rest some of the big three, then we can start looking to guys like maybe Cam Thomas, right? Um, Dayron Sharp then would look a lot better. So we'll keep an eye on that. Minnesota, so last game, this tilts me because, well, well Nas Reed won me uh, the late slate last night, but I wasn't able to get him to get to him on the main slate because I didn't have any room. And Carlton Towns was expected to play last game, and then he got ruled out way after lock, or way, way after a lot of the early games started. So Cat, Gobert, status both up in the air. Gobert rested. I think Cat was just rest too. We'll see. If they're both out again, you can definitely fire up Nas Reed even at 6-4. If they're both out too, more usage for guys like D'Lo and Anthony Edwards. Um, if Cat and Gobert are both in, uh, I don't know if there's anything that really stands out to me then. It's, uh, we haven't seen a game yet with Cat and Gobert playing together, so like I don't know how it's going to work production-wise. Might be a stay away if they both play. All right, Atlanta and the Pelicans. Starters did play a lot last game. They played like over 30 minutes. Um, Trey Young, Jonathan Murray, going to be the guys that lead the way offensively. I think they're both fair options if we do get that confirmation before lock. Capella got a little bit banged up. We'll see about his status. If he doesn't go, we can look to Onyeka Okongu, who I think would be a pretty good value play. DeAndre Hunter's only 5'4". Him and Collins are fine in the mid-range. I mentioned a couple value plays off the bench. So Jalen Johnson saw some decent minutes off the bench. He's the flat man price. You also saw... Uh, it was... Um, was it A.J. Griffin or Tyrese Martin? I have to go back and look at my, my phones in the other room, but one of those two rookies, I forget which one it was. Sorry, guys. One of them played a lot uh, and was in the regular rotation. Just look it up last game. It was either Martin or Griffin. Sorry, I should remember this, but one of those guys was in the rotation and played a good amount of minutes. So whoever that was, I would have some interest in for the slate uh, tomorrow. Moving on to the Pelicans. So, again, Zion Williamson rolled his ankle. You better believe. Lock it in. He was in my lineup. Oh, yeah, he was. So he's questionable. JV was rest. Ingram's questionable. We'll keep an eye on it. I think JV will play. If not, you can look to Hernan Gomez, even though his price is up. Um, but yeah, Pelican's a little bit hard to talk about. If, if it's just CJ and, and JV as like the stars playing, and those two would look pretty good, assuming the minutes go up. But the minutes haven't been crazy on any of these guys. Uh, Trey Murphy's played very well the last couple games. And if a few of these main guys are out, you can definitely fire him up. And then I'll mention a couple guys off the bench that have played well. Alvarado, 4-2, Najee Marshall's only 4K. Those are guys that have played uh, pretty well off the bench now the last few games. I think they are in play. 
All right, Dallas and Utah. So we got some news that Dallas uh, look like they're going to run this like a regular rotation. Uh, so that's good to know. That's you know good that we at least have um, some confirmation for Dallas because the last couple of games they've played at very very light minutes wise. So if we're going to get normal rotation here, I think Luka Doncic stands out as a really really good spend up just because it's Luka, right? I think he looks really really good. Um, other starters, you know, you're going to have Javel McGee in the starting lineup. No, I don't think he's going to play a ton, but if we get you know. I-teens minutes, I think like 15 to 20 from JaVel McGee at the Flatman price. I think that's pretty good for value. So yeah, I like some JaVel McGee there at the Flatman. Um, other starters would be Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, and Tim Hardaway, most likely. Hardaway is the Flatman price. I think he's a solid value, assuming that he's good to go. Off the bench, you're going to have Christian Wood and Dinwiddie. Wood feels a little bit pricey, but he should uh, dominate when he's out there. Dinwiddie, again, also feels a bit pricey. I think I would just rather spend up for Luka if I'm going to go to one of these spend-up Dallas guys. Are the Utah Jazz, these teams, they're, they're awful. They're just pissing me off in the preseason, too. I mean, oh, I play Calio, it's the Markinen game. I play Markinen, it's the Calio game. Play Calio, it's the Markinen game. Stop it with the back and forth, all right? I play Sexton last game in, the, in one of the slates. Nine fancy points, Clarkson smash. Just, ah, don't like this team. Why is Conley still on this team? Why is it just mm, mad, mad at this team? But yeah, I mean, only plays like him, Clarkson, Markman, Kellyo, all fine. Kellyo probably being my favorite because he's the cheapest at 5-3. Vanderbilt's been playing big minutes, so he's not doing a ton with it. Conley missed last game, and Jared Butler had almost a triple-double off the bench. Um, if Conley misses again, you could maybe consider Butler... HT's been getting some backup minutes. He's the flat man price. He's fine. I'll mention Walker Kessler. Um, he played 25 minutes off the bench last game. That's pretty solid at the flat man. 12 points, four, uh, seven boards, four blocks, and one assist. I do kind of like Walker. I would say Walker Kessler, probably my favorite play here on the Jazz. Lakers and Kings. So Lakers, another team that we actually have been getting news before lock. Um, but I'm just mad about that one day when Darvin Ham lied about LeBron James. Liar. No need for that. Again, he's got two strikes, right? One strike with only playing LeBron in the first half, costing me thousands of dollars when he said high 20s. The second strike was for Chalk AD. There was no reason two games ago to play him in the second half with all the Lakers scrubs. That made no sense. Darren Ham's two strikes. One more. I'm adding him right to the list. The list is very, very, very long. Which is that we hate. So, LeBron, AD, Westbrook. Um, if we're going to get some minutes last game, I like AD and LeBron. AD being my favorite, a point per dollar, 9-4, followed by LeBron. Westbrook definitely ranks behind those guys. There's just not a lot of value because AD and LeBron are literally going to lot now. Now, um, Lonnie Walker started. He looked very, very good in his minutes. Um, he did roll his ankle, but I guess he's going to be back for this game. I mean, you have Reeves, Kendrick Nunn. They're fine. Schroeder, if he plays in this game, is okay. Beverly's, I just, I don't know. There's not a lot of Laker value I like. Now, if we get news that, you know, some of these starters uh, or some of the big three are not going to play or, or they're all not going to play, then that's going to change things. Then we're going to want to look to guys like Nunn and Reeves and maybe Schroeder and, and you know, Lonnie Walker. So we'll keep an eye on that for the Lakers. For the Kings, sounds like they're going to run starters like a normal game as well. Um, not 100% confirmed because that was a quote from a while ago, but 
Uh, yeah, if they're going to run a regular rotation, then I think some of these starters do look pretty good. Fox and Sabonis being the top-end guys, 8-3 and 8K. That's what the offense is going to be run through. Those would be the two guys I mainly like. Uh, Keegan Murphy plays would be fine at 6-8, but I think I'd just rather spend up for Fox or Sabonis. The rest of the Kings, though, it's tough. Barnes, yeah, Malik Monks, probably the guy I look to off the bench. Uh, you did have Trey Lyle start the four last game. If he starts again at the flat men, I think he's in consideration. But kind of a gross team here. Um, they've been running pretty deep rotation as well. So mainly looking to, to the top end guys. Denver, Golden State. Well, this is fun. Once again, you got everyone questionable for Denver, and this is the late night game. So we might not know. Jokic, uh, questionable. Bones Highland, questionable. Jamal Murray, questionable. Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan. They both sat um, last game. It's just hard to say. Also, Denver only played the starters the first half. Just proceed with caution here. If all these questionable guys are out, then yeah. MPJ, Gordon, Bruce Brown, probably lead the way offensively. I think an Ish Smith would be in play for value, even though he didn't start. He still had a good game last game. If they're all in, then yes, you can look to Jokic and Murray. Murray would be a great play at his price, but um, don't know if he's going to play. So, And don't know even know if they're going to play in the second half, because Mike Malone is right at the top of that list that I mentioned. Right at the top. Michael Malone. Finally, Golden State. Talk about coaches at the top of the list. Steve Kerr is right there. He is right there with his regular season. He better not run a regular season rotation like he did last year. Do not play 12 guys in their rotation. Just don't do it. All right? Run a normal rotation. Eight or nine-man rotation. Do not get out of here with that 12-man rotation. I'm I'm pre-tilting the regular season. Just don't do that, Steve Kerr. Don't. All right, but we do have everyone back here for Golden State. Don't know why they have Poole. It's questionable, but yeah. Um, Draymond's going to be available. He's going to start. Poole come off the bench. Clay Thompson will also be available. Keep an eye on minutes. Steph Curry would be the main guy to look to um, if he's going to play somewhat normal minutes. I like him quite a bit. Mid-range, eh, nothing I love with Clay, Draymond, Wiggins. I mean, Wiggins and Draymond are both fair prices at 5K and 5.4K respectively. Um, off the bench, I mean, if they're going to limit the minutes of the main guys, then we can start looking at guys like Wiseman and Kaminga. I'll still keep an eye on news there. Maybe a little bit interesting to a guy like Dante DiVincenzo. But yeah, guys, so that's going to wrap it up for the video. Uh, that is the nine-game preseason slate. That is the final preseason slate of the season. All I ask is one slate, though. So will this last preseason slate, will it finally be the slate that I avoided injury or massive foul trouble? I would say 99% no. I'm going to get either an injury or foul trouble. But let's pray. We can only pray that we avoid it. Uh, But yeah, appreciate you guys as always. Uh, I'll see you back here for the regular season. Normal content as always. And yeah, let's, let's close out the preseason on strong note, hopefully.